Welcome to Manifesting with Meg, Conversations with Extraordinary People. This is a podcast that is inspirational based upon my book, The Magical Guide to Bliss, that takes the listeners through the year with empowering conversations. Starting from January and Carpe Diem sees the day to December, awe-inspiring magic and miracles. Time to sit back and relax as these extraordinary people, my guests, share their wisdom so that you too can elevate your life. It's time to discover more bliss, get intentional, and start to transform your dreams into reality. It's time to come alive because the world needs more people who wake up and come alive to the possibilities for their own life. Enjoy. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Manifesting with Meg, Conversations with Extraordinary People. This is season seven. I can hardly believe it myself. Conversations with Extraordinary People starts off this season with the amazing Adam Guy, none other than my favorite conversation or topic outside (laughs) of our new theme, Live, Love, Play. But we get to talk about Broadway today. So I know you guys are going to get so much out of this. Certainly, it's the greatest way to start the year off playing. So, Adam, welcome. Welcome to our season seven. I'm so happy to have you again. This is so exciting because one of my favorite things to do is talk about creative people and creativity in general. And you are doing one of the most creative jobs around. You get to guide people around New York City on tours through your beautiful endeavor company etc called i know a guy nyc tours so welcome to the feed today how are you doing i'm doing great thanks so much meg for having me back how fun to start the year and play being the theme we're going to talk a little broadway today because uh i want to start out by saying i'm not an actor i don't sing i just see a ton i see at least 100 shows a year or so and and what i certainly do when i help my tour guests figure out what to see how to get it so i'm a resource from the fan perspective, so. Well, you know, honestly, when people are looking for shows, you know, they cost a lot of money, so they want to go to the good ones. And if you've been to last year, was it over 62 shows? Then you literally know what's good, what's not. You're very, you know, you have a very wonderful, reasonable sense, right? Whether or not, you know, people are going to like it. Maybe it's a one and done. You know, maybe this is why you might get something out of it. This might, may not. But so I love your perspective. And I love, I've said this over and over again. I love your daily or your yearly um, rundown, the, the whole play by play as to what you've seen and what you loved and, and where to go and what like wonderful possible, you know, surprises there out there that maybe people would not know on off, off Broadway or off Broadway for that matter. Right. So let me actually, I would love to ask you, and I don't want to put you on the spot. So if you know, or if you don't, but Broadway, off Broadway, off, off Broadway, people always wonder, is it just off, off Broadway is really bad and they're just starting out or is it, I, I have a feeling it's something with the do to do with the audience size, but tell us a little bit about that. So we get that kind of perspective starting off. Yeah, no, thanks. Yeah. In the context of when I say Broadway for this conversation, I mean all theater, right? So there is Broadway, off Broadway, off, off Broadway. And, and the, the distinction is actually number of seats, right? People think of Broadway, it means it has to be in Times Square. Well, fortunately, 40 of the 41 theaters, yes, they're physically in the Times Square area, but it has to do with seats. So 500 or more makes it a Broadway house and they're continually running Broadway shows. 100 to 499 makes it off Broadway. There's about 85 of those in New York City. And then one to 99 is off, 
off-Broadway, and they are all over. There's about 150 of those. So you can see theater everywhere in this city. Yeah. And to distinguish whether off-Broadway or off-off-Broadway, is it as good? Is it? Listen, even in Broadway, there's some clunkers, so it doesn't mean it's good or bad. But I'll say this, and this is what's amazing about New York and theater is, this is a, a city filled with talent and everybody wants to be seen. Everyone wants to practice and, and um, do their stagecraft. So I've seen unbelievable off off Broadway shows. I've seen amazing off Broadway shows and I've seen some stinkers that made it to Broadway. So you just got to sort of feel what's the story, who's in it. Um, what do we want to experience that day? And I think I, unfortunately, because I live here, I'm able to try quite a lot more but that doesn't mean someone coming here for a few days shouldn't give a show they don't know about a shot. So I love this. I love we're starting out jumping right in, but I haven't introduced you yet. So let me do that right now before sure. we get going. Um, once again, this is January, Carpe Diem sees the day. So I love these brand new year kind of wonderful shows and jumping into the whole idea of creativity with you is even better because Adam is the guy behind I Know a Guy NYC Tours. It's a private neighborhood walking tour company in New York City. He's originally from Orlando, Florida, where we connected initially and has lived in New York City for 11 years now. He loves showing families and groups all around the city, especially those special off the beaten path places they might not explore without him. He's a self-proclaimed Broadway junkie, love those kind. Adam and his wife see upwards of a hundred shows a year. He's outgoing, personable, and funny. He loves to help people fall in love with New York and make memories that last a lifetime. And what better place to do so than in New York City? What better place to like have dreams come true than New York City? And what play better place? And this is our theme for today. There you can literally shine at any time of the day it is time to shine because it's a city that never sleeps the lights are always on walk through times square at two o'clock in the morning it is as bright as this morning as as the day is long so it is a place where you literally can shine which i love that we're starting with this particular theme for the show today because it is really time to shine and we have the wonderful quote from napoleon hill Create a definite plan for carrying out desire and begin at once, whether you're ready or not to put this plan into action. It's Napoleon Hill. He's the American author of Think and Grow Wish. I'm sorry, Grow Rich. And really, it for all of it, the best way to make your dreams a reality is to look within and outline a clear, detailed plan. And I think, you know, certainly if you're traveling, I always love to say that find the best people who know what's happening so that you don't have to do the research yourself, the people right. who are going to show you what it is that you're looking for once you define the plan so that if the dream is to see things that you've never seen, and I would love the Sesame Street conversation we had before the show, so I'm definitely going to love you to give your thoughts on that. But the main point is this is a wonderful opportunity to start to realize that you're actually putting off the magic if you don't, right? To a day, that one day, one day, one day out there. It is really now, each day is a gift. I've been starting my 30-day challenge. This is day three with, I am grateful to be alive. Something wonderful is always about to happen. And I'm trying to be super impeccable with my words, bringing that vibration in, setting out a guide map that will allow you to shine. So Adam, take it away. I would love for you to share the Sesame Street conversation, but what are your thoughts on this whole area? Yeah, you know, I've, I've been doing this work, this this tour guide company for about a year and a half, and I gave up a 25-year career 
like in a day. And I said, here's what I'm doing next. Cause it made sense. And there's a little more to it than that, but I, I was terrified. I mean, I was like, what am I doing? Where do I start? And it's a big world out there. And then I started to chip away at what made sense for me, not what made sense from a revenue perspective, from a business, but it was like, what do I think I want to do? And I've started to build this thing that has caught on and it's a very personal a family oriented guiding experience. And yes, there's a tour involved and we see sites and we tell stories, but it's really about the personal experience you have for four hours or eight hours or two days with me that helps you and your family or your group or as a couple experience New York. I mean, New York as a whole, I, you know, avoiding all that complexity of navigation. How do we plan your trip? Like I have Broadway conversations, almost every conversation before someone even gets to me because I want to help them experience New York. That has nothing to do whether we see Midtown or the financial district. And so tell, I'll me say just, the, tell me about the, 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 you get people from all over the world come to see you too. And you said that you had someone from all the way across the pond. So tell me a little bit about that and how you help to make other people's dreams come true just by mere comments and what they talk to you about what they're looking for and how they detail their plan. Yeah, no, it's it's part of the magic of it. I think I, I had a couple from uh, New Zealand find me right through another people that had toured with me in, in New Zealand. So I get a lot of word of mouth um, visitors, which is great. And this woman, um, as part of a couple, we talked six months before they were coming here. And she happened to mention like, if there's anything Sesame Street we can do, that would be amazing. Now, Sesame Street's a fictitious place, right? It, but, but, but uh, she's like, is there anything? And so six months later, I meet them and we start walking. And we get to this place, it's on 66th Street. And I say to her, I say, okay, we're here. She's like, what do you mean we're here? I said, look up. And on the street sign underneath the 66th Street is Sesame Street because the headquarters for the offices for Sesame Street are there. And she looked at it and she just broke down crying. And it, what what took me surprise, surprise, not that she was crying, is how much that show, and she was in, you know, in her 60s or 50s, had impacted her growing up in New Zealand. It's how she understood America. It's how she understood New York. And she was standing on Sesame Street. And we just sat there and just stirred in that moment for quite a while. And then we spent another day together actually touring the city. But little moments like that yeah. make somebody's day, make somebody's year. And I, 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 I try and find those little moments. Not every time. Sometimes it's just, can we have meaningful time together? I had a, a couple from Ireland who they just said, we don't want to look at a map. Can you make it so that we, of course. And then, of course, they love New York because they didn't have to navigate. So there's tons of little moments that I try and create. Um, but but that's what it's about. It's about the people for me. And uh, I love that. Yeah. And, you know, it's been a year, well over a year now that you've been doing this. And, and you know, one of the things I find so fascinating is the the who you were before and the who you are now. Do you see a major difference in how you shine differently stepping into the thing that really does align your passion with purpose yeah i am i am very much my authentic self in this and uh that is that has been a really like something that got me right here not that i haven't been my authentic self my whole time but i found a way to manifest that self in everything i do every day in the work i do and how i treat people you know i'm not i, I am only accountable to me you know, I used to work for amazing charities and things like that. So it's not that I didn't have purposeful work, but, but I, I was always sort of a, a, a doing it on behalf of someone else. And I, I always had to sort of be something else to somebody to, to satisfy those needs. And today I, God, I get to use my sense of humor. I get to use my sense yeah. of empathy and kindness every day. 
and and just I'm in the joy business. I mean, that is what I that is that's amazing to me. And it it just it's a fit, and I'm in my lane, and I'm marching on. So. I love that you call it the joy business. And you know, it's funny because one of the questions that I got, I'm doing my own personal um, curiosity endeavor with a master's in happiness studies and the science of well-being. And the question today is how are those indirect ways that you find happiness? The indirect. And right, right now, what you just said, you're in the joy business, stepping out, you're like really stepping out you need to be with people that you engage in something that you love. Your humor is definitely there and you care. Like you really care. I, care. I, I, I do. I care very I, much. You totally do. Like, and, and I want to point out that one of the highlights for my last trip up in New York was seeing you as, you know, we, we, we were going out to stand on the Today Show line. You're there. You're in the line before us. We were so happy that we all got to go in and, and check it out. And certainly it was a plus joy. And then we got to get recommendations from you for 54 below, which was a place that, you know, my, if if my daughter had made the next inch stage, she would have gotten to perform it, but I had never been there before. And we went to see Joe Connors's Christmas extravaganza, which was so amazing. We just left there singing at two o'clock in the morning, walking back through Times Square. And I just tell you, I wouldn't have done it had you not suggested it because I trust you. And the the interesting thing is when you have someone who's trustworthy guiding your way, there's really no other agenda involved. Then, you know, it becomes, how can I look at you? Like you said, with the Sesame Street story, figure out what it is that will make your dreams come true and somehow try to put those into place. And I love Chris's comment here. He said he loves talking about jumping into the next thing, leaving that 27 year job, you know, because you want to choose something differently, health and happiness. And he's saying that he just jumped out and now he's following his passion and traveling is on the top of his list. He wants to go to New York. So I definitely would love to connect. Chris, you know, a guy here. So I want to say something else that may, when you said like 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 the sort of indicators of joy kind of thing, I, I it's easy to see when people go wow and are amazed or laugh or one thing that I always sort of think about. I take a lot of kids on my tours, right? Families come to me a lot, kids of all sorts of ages, and sometimes those kids can be really quiet. I'm really good about engaging kids, yeah. but sometimes you're not sure if you get them or not. And one of my magical things is sometimes later in the day, like even at night, I'll text them to say, "Hey, how are you guys doing?" And they'll say you know, Sarah or Chris, my child is still talking about your tour. And like that to me is the imprint I'm hoping to make. And it's not because of me or ego. It's, I just, I made this imprint on a family and that's why, that's the why. That's the why. And, that's and, awesome. and especially when it's like an eight year old who's repeating some of the stories I'm, I'm telling them or like talking about that moment, they crossed the Brooklyn bridge. It's yeah. that's the magic. So that's awesome. And and talking about magic, let's go back to Broadway because you know Broadway back. is my my jam. Yeah. I you know I I sit there and I watch my daughter who has a dream of being on Broadway and I certainly am still working on my own um treatment for my musical theater script. So, you know, all of this it's been my family forever as you know as as Adam knows, Poppy Palooza, you know, was our seven day extravaganza in New York City going to all the Broadway shows in the summer. We'll be back again as far as a family, but you know, in like we do these as well separately. And, you know, I want to go back to what we were talking about the outset of the conversation is that you do a play by play at the end of the year, setting out all the wonderful shows. I think this one is from this year, correct? I, I, I yeah. took this one. Yeah. This was the one that you had just done. And I would love for you to go through your highlights, you know, giving anyone out there some, you know, I know, oh, wait, I'm going to set one back 
uh, he does do Broadway blogs. He does do blogs on his um, webpage. Um, and, and we'll give you that information. You know, if you want to set it out now where they can find it, certainly if they get the information. But you give like highlights of the shows that you go see and people get a good balanced, you know, opinion, a review of, of the show to see whether they want to drop the 200 or $100 on the show. So, yeah. so tell me where exactly they can find that. Sure. So I, 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 in this case, my annual review I do on I, on Facebook. So I do uh, both as Adam Guy and I Know a Guy NYC tours. But I also do a blog, and my blog is posted on I Know a Guy NYC, um, and that's a website. Um, and so, the, so I've done a couple of posts. So the one you referred to was my annual, just as a human Adam Guy showgoer. What's my favorite of the year? Now, in Broadway terms, a Broadway season really runs from July to May, which is the Broadway season. I do it by January to December because that's what I do. So some of the shows may not be running by the time I post. Some are, you know, Broadway is a tough business. Not all the big shows last. So, but this year I, I, I sort of identified a best musical and a best play. And the, my best musical was an off-Broadway show called Titanic, which is a spoof of the movie Titanic. And you would think something that's 20 years old and just would be silly and goofy. And by the way, it was silly and goofy, but man, it was sharp and funny and like the perfect remedy to, 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 to difficulty and, the singing was unbelievable. It just was hit all the right notes. And 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 in a musical sense, this was kind of a weak year. That's a that's an obnoxious statement, I guess. But but from a musical perspective, it was um not amazing. But Titanic just jumped out and it's still playing and it's gonna play for quite a while and it's a pretty affordable ticket. And so if you're looking for something just to have a lot of fun, that's it. And then, so Titanic is spelled T-I-T-A-N-I-Q-U-E. Titanic. Yeah. It's the, and, the, the, the the premise is that like Celine Dion is the lead character of the Titanic voyage. So that sort of tells you right there like what the, the vibe is. So, so it's I know a guy.nyc. Or just Go find me on Facebook as I know a guy or Adam Guy, either way. So perfect, perfect. So um, I, I love that suggestion. And you know, interestingly, you saw in the public theater of Hamilton before it was even on Broadway. That was awesome. Broadway, right? That, I was. I, I saw the fifth show ever before it was a thing. And it took, you know, months to become a thing. And then once it did, boy, did it become a thing. Why did it become a thing? <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, I, I got a little obsessed with like a lot of people. I ended up seeing it about 12 times. So that's, you know, it's, it's the buzz. Broadway's about the buzz. Like you, where's the buzz. the buzz going and, and who's getting around it and who's seeing it and who's promoting it. You know, even with Joe Iconis, Be More Chill, you know, that was a buzzworthy show. That was like yeah. literally, you know, the whole gen, I don't even know it was Gen Z, like rallying around to bring it to Broadway. I think it was, uh, you know, a whole, a whole fervor. I remember um, it was just a fun show and yeah. it was, yeah, it was just, it's not on Broadway anymore, but no. it definitely was amazing to see how it became that. So there's even one, if I, one of my other favorite shows. I, my, my favorite show is called Goodnight Oscar with Sean Hayes, which was amazing. It's no longer on Broadway. He won the Tony for it. But there's one that I saw that just was tiny, and it was a, a theater of 50 people. And the actor, Brendan Hunt, who, if you've seen Ted Lasso, you know him. For, he was Coach Beard, and he's one of the writers. He did a one-man show at a little theater called Soho Rep. He's coming back in a month, so you can go get tickets to him. He, he did a one-man show about his love of the Beatles and how he, that, that the, the relationship with the Beatles and his mother like like formed his life and just really touching, really raw and, and really personal. And, and to be in a theater and really get to experience that kind of story wow. was powerful to me. And, uh, you know, again, not Hamilton, not Wicked, tiny and just as meaningful.
In fact, I probably took more away from that than I do almost all the same thing I saw last year. And yeah. what was the name of it again, Adam? Um, uh, Brendan Hunt. It was a one-man show. It's called okay. – um, uh, what's it called? Uh, is it on this? Is it on the? It is. It is it's called okay. Brendan Hunt. The movement you need is okay. how we how we titled it. And he's he's got four shows in in February. So you know, some of these are a little tougher to find for sure, but but worth worth digging. Yeah. Um, oh wow. You know, it, it, one of the things I wanted to ask you specifically is like when you start, how like since we're talking about making a plan to get things done, how do you do it? Like how do you go about setting out your plan to to at the end of the year, see almost a hundred Broadway shows. I mean, that just seems a little <laughs> overwhelming in January when you haven't jumped into one. So yeah, no. Okay, so part of it, I admit, a little obsession, right? You subscribe to all the newsletters, you you follow all the blogs, you you know. I also have a little private friend group of theater nerds like me who help each other find ticket deals and things like that. And, and you just pay attention. Um, sort of once you swim in the communications of Broadway, you start hearing about things. You talk with your friends about things. Oh, this is coming. Oh, I'm excited about this. Did you hear about this? And there's also a really great website called showscore.com. Um, showscore is like Rotten Tomatoes for Broadway. So if you hear about a show and you don't know anything about it, it's it's not critics reviews. They can always be kind of not perfect, but it's people. They Are you going to like this show? And I use that all the time, especially for the smaller ones. Okay, so, so that's showscore.com, S-H-O-W-S-C-O-R-E.com. Yeah, I think it's show-score, but you'll find it if you Google it. So, like, that's a great way to, to figure out what are all these small shows about. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I and so I, we do lay out a plan. There are certainly some that are coming out. Like, Alicia Keys has a new musical coming out on Broadway. Yeah. It's off-Broadway right now. Because I, I know that that's going to sell well, whether it's a good show or a bad show, it's got Alicia Keys attached to it. She wrote it. So it's going to do well. I had to get full price tickets, right? Um, that's Hell's Kitchen, right? It's called Hell's Kitchen. That's Hell's right. Kitchen, she actually right. grew up in Hell's Kitchen at an apartment on 43rd and 9th Avenue. And it's it's an artist's apartment. So I'm sure there's lots of good stories coming out of that. Um, what about Harmony? Uh, I've heard about Harmony. Do you see that one? I am seeing it uh, eight days from now. Oh. <laughs> uh, Barry Manilow wrote it. And it's a, it's a story during, I think, the World War II era. Um, something about a, like a, a, a jazz quintet, I think. So I, I'm I'm curious to see what it's about. So we'll see. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I, I heard. Uh, and then obviously there's um, what is it? Um, memory. What is it? Oh goodness. Oh God. There was the one with. Well, here you have the picture of him. So I'll show you. I'll show you all. Uh, there you go. Hang on. It was um the one with um Harry Potter. <laughs> oh yeah, merrily we roll along. So merrily we roll along. Right. Yeah, right. that's that's been extended and extended. So I will eventually get tickets to that. They're they're pretty high. So I'm trying to figure out what are my routes of of inexpensive tickets. A lot of that has to probably do with the lottery. A lot of shows have lotteries that it's tough to get when you're just visiting here. When you're visiting yeah. here, you have three or four days. My advice to everyone who's visiting is buy the tickets to the show you want. Get Don't do the fancy dinner. Buy the good Broadway seats. Yeah. Um, because you can't really get them on sort of a last minute any other way. Even the TKTS booth can be a little tricky. Merrily is a really popular show. Prices have gone up. Merrily We Roll Along is by Stephen Sondheim. The funny thing about that show, it was a complete failure when it opened originally. Several people have tried to turn it into a success, and I think they have. This has got yeah. Daniel Radcliffe in it. It's got um, Lindsay Mendez and Jonathan Groff, three you know, A-listers for Broadway, and it's yeah. getting rave reviews. I, I'm behind the curve. I got to go see it. Look at that. FOMO. I got to go see it. So FOMO. There, well, there's part of my planning, too. I got to go get, go get it now. So. 
So, you know, interestingly enough, there's also broadwayworld.com. And I love that because at least it gives you like the highlights as to what's happening and what, what's right. the buzz of Broadway. And, you know, that's where we found the next on stage competition for high school students for Ava. So, you know, th thanks to you, you hooked us up with regard to that, too. And and all of the wonderful information that comes out there. Um, one of the things I love uh, that you've done with your blog, and I think I posted on my even my newsletter, is that stage stage. Um, I'm sorry, stage door etiquette. And yes. uh, like, cause you have a lot of people here, obviously. And in this, in this particular picture, you know, you go stage door a lot to meet some of the actors. And that's one of the coolest things that you can do on Broadway yeah. is to literally meet the people that you admire and just to tell them how much you enjoyed what they're doing. And it's amazing how wonderfully officious they are when they come next door and, and or come stage door and, and to say, and they sign your, 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 um, Playbills and, and they'll talk to you if they have time. I mean, I, I think that's wonderful. Tell me a little bit about that. I know that you've literally put rules of engagement out there. I do. So, so, so stage dooring for those who may not have even heard that term, because it's probably more of a New York thing. Is at, at, there's a stage door for every theater, really? It's where the the employees and the actors and the musicians go in and out of, right? Um, and at the end of a show, it's where they have to leave. So often people will gather around that stage door to get an autograph, to say thank you, to have a conversation. And it's become a bit of a, uh, a whole business these days. They barricade it off. Um, and, and the hope is that, you know, a Lin-Manuel will come out, a Cynthia Riva. The picture you see there is Robin Herter. She's an unbelievable talent that was just in Beautiful Noise, one of my oh, wow. favorites. And I just wanted to say thank you now. There are some rules and some etiquette that's sort of unwritten. But what you got to know is... It's not a requirement. These people have to leave, of course, but they don't have to stop and say hello. They don't have to sign autographs. And we have to respect that. What you got to know is they're putting in eight shows a week, two, three, four hours per show, sometimes two a day. They're tired. Um, sometimes they don't want to shake your hand because of all the germs and they might get sick. Um, sometimes they have to leave because they have lives. They have to go feed their dog or whatever they got to do. Um, but, um, and so you gotta be respectful of sort of what they do. There was a bit of a controversy a few years ago that kind of blew up Broadway before COVID. There's a woman who, a mother who went to Dear Evan Hansen with her daughter and she was furious because Ben Platt, who's the lead in Dear Evan Hansen, didn't come out and stage door. And she wrote this scathing note on social media about how it was something that her daughter was dying to do and blah, 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 blah. And, and just the community kind of, tore her a new one and the reason why ben platt was very diplomatic about all of it when he said i'm really sorry i wish i could do it i sing 11 songs in the show i have a show that night it's exhausting it's draining i gotta save myself for the audience in the room and i think that's 100 percent fair and and you know have the moment great if you don't have it that's okay too it's not guaranteed with your ticket price but it's something that's cool listen i've done it i've just robin herger or lynn manuel um I, you know i've done Lots of people, and I, you know, I don't do it very often, but occasionally there's somebody I want to, I want to just say hi to. Daniel Radcliffe, you saw a picture there. I got to have and a good coolest, chat. I think the coolest thing is when you meet the up and comers, and they don't, you don't real, you know, these are people that like. I remember right. I met Billy Porter, and you know, back in the day, he was, I think it was in Shuffle Along, and also he was Kinky Boots, and right. he's so, he's so kind, and and you not that he wasn't a big name because he was, he, he was, he was up and coming for certain, right? But the, how cool he was with us, and how like how wonderful, especially when you know we're just like awestruck at their talent, and and everyone's just admiring, and then they realize, you know, the, the fans are really what gives their their shows 
that, but also at the same time what you're saying. Because I even have, I, I read something on the heels of the Golden Globes last night, you know, all the the big stars are out and, you know, kind of gets you excited for the award show season and all the talent and the creativity of all of this. But even Emma Stone, when she was interviewed, says that she doesn't know she'd ever do Broadway again because Cabaret was one of the most taxing experiences right. that she's ever had because of singing and she had horses in her voice. So yeah, it's really a gift if they do come out and they say hello. And I, you know, I love that Hugh Jackman came out after Music Man all the time and at least waved to us, you know, it just felt like. Yeah, you know, I, I will say COVID changed the rules a little bit. They tamped down on some stage during because of germs and spreading yeah. and whatnot but it seems to be kind of coming back but again i think if you go and you expect it you know manage your own expectations also you're standing with a bunch of people be polite everyone wants the same thing that's kind of a good rule of thumb don't push yeah. don't jostle just breathe in the breathe in the moment that's sort of i love that breathe in the moment that is absolutely for sure because you are literally up close and personal with the talent that makes history in the musical theater world and that is so exciting and in and of itself i i you know this at this point in the show i always like to grab some inspiration for you i know that you know as you do your thing you know you're every morning your guy you know you bring your best self to everything but i always like to know what is the inspiration for those that inspire so we'll start off and i love that you use the oscar wilde quote i regard the theater as the greatest of all art forms the most immediate way in which a human being can share with another the sense of what it is to be a human being. How beautiful is this? Tell me, how is this inspiring to you? Yeah, well, I figured we should throw a theater quote in there since we're talking yeah. Broadway. So, you know, I think about like, why do I love theater? Like, why do I like to go? And there's a there's a sense of connecting with humanity that theater brings that I don't think film does and I don't think concerts do. And I think about some shows that, that have taken my breath away and you're you're sitting there, but you're you're sort of in this place, in this living, breathing atmosphere. You know, a show like Come From Away, which is about a very heady subject like 9/11, um, but just as much a show where where or a Hamilton or a Wicked, where you see it 10, 12 times, you still you're in this moment. It shows you both the best of humanity, the worst of humanity, the side of humanity, the up and downs of humanity, and and when it's done really well, it'll stick with you in a way that yeah. other things won't. And that's that's what I love about it. So. Yeah, I, I love it. it. It really, truly does show you the human experiment out clo up close and personal up in a close. way that movies will, they do to a certain extent, but it feels so like far away. This is so in intimate. your face. It's intimate. It's, oh, I love it. That's a perfect word for that. Intimate. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And, and, you know, you know, I love the shows on Broadway where they go through the years, you know, hundred years on Broadway, 200 years on Broadway, the whole history behind it. And I loved when you actually told me, you know, how they had to actually protect some of the buildings, some of the old theaters, because, you know, New York construction or architecture came in and they're ready to blow everything down. But just to hold on to that sense of, you know, history where it was so important because back in the, you know, 42nd street, that's a great musical, but it's literally 42nd street. It is yeah. on that street that these wonderful stories come to life. So I love that you are putting it in that, in that way. It's an intimate experience with the actors, the music and what makes you come alive as a human, which is the best part of us. Right. Yeah. And then we have this. I love that. You know, I, I saw your glove pictures and I was going to put it up there, but I didn't know whether or not that would be like, I, I tell everyone, go, go see the glove pictures. You know, the one glove and he'll tell us a little bit about that in a minute, but I love that you use shoes in this learning to stand in someone else's shoes to see through their eyes. That's how peace begins. And it's so important right now. And it's up to you to make that happen. Empathy is a quality of character that can change the world. Barack Obama, go for it, Adam. 
Yeah, I very much believe in this idea that 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 you don't know what else someone else is dealing with. You don't know what's going on in someone else's life. So you need to start from a place of empathy. Like, how do I connect with that human? I, I do it every day when I'm meeting people from around the world. I don't know what state they're coming in. I happen to know after the fact. In fact, I took a I gave a tour to a couple who I, I learned later and we never talked about it because it wasn't appropriate to talk about that they had lost their child a year before. And I was like, I only learned it after, but it was a reminder that people come to you and I don't care if it's a tour or going through the drive through at Starbucks, whatever it is, people are, are, are living these, these complicated and lovely and difficult lives. And we need to sort of find a way to start at a place where we welcome them in, understand where they're at, and then decide how to proceed. Because it doesn't mean everyone you're going to encounter is going to be your best friend. It doesn't mean everyone's going to be your um, your enemy by any means. But it certainly is a place that we 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 nothing is simple, um, and and we need to start out of a place of empathy. We need to try and understand where they're at and where they want to get to, and in the best light, help them get there. So that's beautiful. I, I really think it's really important I, as I as I walk through this year. We're only what not even two weeks in. You know, one of the things I'm keeping in mind is that empathetic uh, tone to to my life. You know, certainly kind of. But I think this is kind of interesting because I never do uh, my resolutions or vision boards until Martin Luther King you know weekend because <laughs> I got to get a feel for the year. I, I don't know how it's going to be yet. You know, yeah. but I think what you're saying here, one of the beautiful things about you is that you really do listen. You really do feel it out. And I think that's really what empathy says, right? To learn to stand in someone else's shoes, see through their eyes, you know, that like feel out the conversation before you jump in yourself. And I think that was really beautiful that you put this quote here because at the outset of the uh, of the year, you know, I think a lot of us are looking for peace and calm and, and apparently things like that. Hang on. Oh. Hang on. So, so tell us a little bit more about this next one. Jobs fill your pocket, but adventures fill your soul. Jamie. Yeah. Beatty. Well, I thought just again, appropriate because I'm doing what I'm doing. And, and to those who people just like Chris mentioned, trying to take that giant leap, right? Um, they always say, find the job that fills you with passion and you'll never work again. Right. That kind of a thing. Um, I kind of found that. Uh, no, no question about it. And I'm not doing it because of money, although I need to make money and things like that. Um, I, I sort of think about the people coming to New York and, and the memories that they make. And it's, it's always about the journey and on the adventure. So, you know, you're going to do all this work, whatever you're doing, whatever you like, and you're going to come here, you're going to have an adventure. This is what you're going to remember. You're not going to remember that report you do. And then on the flip side for me, it's, it's, yeah, I'm doing a job, but I'm helping people fill their souls through their adventure. So there's kind of two sides to this quote I thought would be appropriate. So. Well, I thought, I love the pictures in it of themselves where you always do like an end picture with you out front with this beautiful red shirt. You're like, woo, Adam is content. Like the passion of Adam is there. And then you have the family jumping into trying to be a little zany and crazy. And you're kind of like giving them permission to be yes. this kind of human, which is kind of good. You know, we're in New York. The energy of New York overtakes you. And this is the way you go. You actually bring them into that, which I think is really a, a huge gift that you have that you bring to the party. Really bring well, to yeah, the it's, party. it's about the people. It's about this. I've listened. I've taken a thousand people to the Brooklyn Bridge and told the story a thousand times. And, you know, it moves some people, it doesn't move some people, but at the end of the day, it's, it's what is the experience they're having together? Did they get that photo? Did they have the, the, the kiss that they wanted to have by the bridge? Did they want their child to be inspired by the woman who built the bridge, which is my hope always, but um, oh my God, that's awesome. And you, you know, know. And I do love the fact that you do take into consideration the fact that you're inspiring others. Like, and I want the whole inspirational 
quotes you're saying the inspiration but you are inspiring others to also step into the beauty of their dreams even if that if they've never been to new york before and this is the first time or they've never been to broadway before and they see this whole thing of like oh my god i'll never forget my daughter saw matilda for the first time leaning right. over and just gazing and her mouth agape you know like oh my god and then meeting you know, Le you know, Leslie Margarita out, out stage door, you know, for the first time. And she was so kind to her. And then at the other time, we're turning, we're sitting in front of the next on stage uh, judges. And there's that Leslie Margarita telling her that she's overwhelmed by her talent, her skills. I mean, it's one of these wonderful synchronicities that come around can start right with you, where yeah. you are, where you I go. Like a little side thing is you talked about sort of meeting Leslie Margarita. So a friend of mine who's also from Orlando, um, I get inspired by, by, I'm a big, when it comes to Broadway, I'm a big sucker for Broadway debuts. Like, because yeah. the, the getting there, the journey is amazing. And my friend Lulu, um, who has been performing at Disney and throughout the country for decades, made her Broadway debut last year. Oh. At, 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 I don't want to say what her age was, but somewhere in the 40s, could be early 40s, might be 40 itself. Sorry, Lulu. But like, I was so moved by the fact that, that she did that. And it wasn't about getting to Broadway. You got to know that. It was about the journey to get there. And she's so still cool. cranking out and doing everything she can. And she went on tour with the show. And, um, but like that, that's the thing. Cause I think about that moment when she's standing on stage and her family's in the audience and just so proud just to be there and how, but it's not about that moment. It's about, the, the decades of getting there. I just, I'm a sucker for the, the emotional stuff. I, I love it. I'm a sucker for it as well. And I think that the story and the never give up and the persistence and the resilience and all of the above, even speaking to you, you wanted this a long time ago. You're so good at this. You were doing this before you were actually doing this yeah. with your, I know a guy tours. And, you know, I wanted to share one of my inspirations for the new year, because I think it's really important, you know, at the set, at the outset to set my own intention. And this really is my intention for the year. Trust that the universe is working for you and with you. It kind of makes it more of a surrender and release. Do what you can and then just allow a little bit too. And I think that, you know, for me, certainly, you know, it's the gift of release and to show up and to enjoy and to shine like we were, we were talking about before. And then there you go. I get to meet you in New York. One of my yeah. favorite things and always see you. And it's always something I get to look for forward to. So let's go back to you. I want to say um, one of the cool things is sure you, 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 when you go to a show, you show up the playbill. I want, I was actually kind of curious why you put this particular playbill playbill. Is this one of the shows that you would recommend what the constitution means? Yeah. To me? Unfortunately it's, it's, it's long past. It's, it's gone for a while, but I saw it three times and I was stirred by it. It was, it was jarring. It was funny. It was sort of everything that an amazing show should be. It's called what the constitution means to me. I think it's making the rounds and it's about um, a, a young girl. And she sort of talks about uh, her, her journey through the debate club when she's a kid. And it, it really gets into some really heavy issues around, um, uh, you know, rights and things like that. It was very, and it was very apropos at the year that we saw it, I think 2016, 2017. Oh, I just, I happened to grab this picture because I think it was a really inspiring show that everyone should see, even if you didn't, didn't agree with the premise. Yeah. Like it's the conversation that happens afterwards that the show's about. Um, and I also oh, yeah. wanted to show your beautiful wife and your, of course, I think come from away will always be your favorite, your favorite musical for all it's, time. It's up there. It's up there. Again, I'm a, I'm a sucker for a good emotional story. And this one is, it's about nine 11, but it's about kindness and man, that's, yeah. that's the best thing. So. 
And then of course, you know, the shows that you love, the shows that you love. And, and once again, let's go back to, I know a guy NYC tours and, and what kind of magic you intend to bring this year. So I always ask at the outset, along with that, um, you know, my, this, the show is always built around my magical guide to bliss. And I always like to get intentional. Certainly, like I said before, um, one of the things I'm going to like focus on is do what I can, but also kind of release and allow the universe to help because <laughs> sometimes we work so hard and you burn out and you're just like, right. I have nothing left. And you know, I don't want to have nothing left. I want to live, laugh, love and play in this, in this, this year we're stepping into, but tell me what is your intention for this day or for the year or. Yeah. So I think my intention this year is really to keep marching on. I started this thing a year and a half ago and in reality, I only had one year trying to figure out how to be a business person, how to run the thing I want to do, how to decide what I didn't want to do. That was also a thing, right? You, 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 you figure out this path and some of that is making decisions about not doing something. Right. Yeah. But I, I think I've figured out my lane and I need to get better, stronger. I need to learn more tours, learn more neighborhoods, all those things. So I need to keep marching. I, I've had a lot of people at the end of the year almost sort of intimate, like, did you get it out of your system as if this isn't a real thing? And I'm like, I think this is my thing, at least for a couple more years. Let me keep going in five years. If I get tired of it, I get it. But like, I, I don't want to go back to a corporate world right now. I don't want to do that. Like, this is where I'm supposed to be. Universe is telling me. And I, I kind of want to go back to what you're saying about the universe because it's an interesting conversation. I'm a, I'm a big believer in listening to the universe. Listening to the universe is why I'm in New York in the first place. But you, there's listening and then there's taking action. And I don't believe you need a master plan necessarily, but I do think you need to, when the universe is, is, is opening the door to you, it is up to you to decide to walk through it. And that yeah. is just as much taking action as building the five or 10 year plan. And um, so that's kind of why I did this. Like the universe was like, I think you need to do this now. And there were lots of signs from my wife to job stuff to, and, and I was terrified and I did it. And most importantly, I kind of kept walking and it's, it's doing well. I mean, I love it. And you're right walking. If we could see how many Ooh. steps you put on your shoes. <laughs> so, so if you, if you, I know the number, if you include my non-tour days, I walked over 3000 miles last year. It was, it was calculated to be a marathon every four days. Wow. You know, I have seen those posts on Facebook and Instagram, those like walk New York, get in shape. Right. And then see, see New York tours, like get in shape. So certainly back yeah. to your point, you do walking tours. And if you want to bring in the, you know, well-being component and be more active along with seeing things that you've never seen before or see things a different way, or even like, you know, finding your dreams and making them come true in New York City, then Adam is a perfect place to go. So let me ask you, Adam, what was the number of the Insight and Magical Guide to Bliss that you had picked, you had chosen for that? Tonight? Well, I chose, I mean, I'm sure lots of people do this, but my birthday, which is March 24th, so 24, and it just fits in beautifully to what you just said, because March 24th is remember to breathe, right? Remember we to have breathe. this we have all of these plans and we need to march forward and, but it's exhausting and you need to remember to breathe. And I breathe on many levels, not just physically, but taking stock. Where are you right now? Also breathing for yourself. Like, like you deserve a rest or breathing because you don't have all the answers and you're not going to have all the answers and you're going to, you're going to make mistakes and breathe because that's okay. So oh I God, think I love part, that of, you said that. part of the <laughs> long, part of the long journey is taking a lot of breaths. So. 
I, you know, I, I try to say it all the time. It, I, it doesn't matter if I make mistakes. It's what I learn and I never give up and I keep going forward. So I love that you're saying that remember to breathe is huge. I love that that is your beginning intention for the year. And nothing better than to breathe in Broadway. Like I said before, it's one of the oh, most yeah. fantastic creative experiences that you can have. I went to see Gutenberg, the musical. While perhaps it may have been a different experience. I'm, gra- I'm glad Josh Gad and Andrew Reynolds were the person, you know, and certainly always that surprise guest at the end but i don't know they're special and to see them actually in person i we saw them in book of mormon before and now this. Yeah. it's just their humor is amazing and their presence so that's, that that's a great example it's, it's a show that's good not great but you yeah. know what it's, it's a unique show and worth seeing right you're going to take something away from it my wife has a good expression about everything we do it's either going to be a great great time or a great story so, oh, I love it. I love so this <laughs> yeah so i which i love because i'm like that's why you sort of say you have to say yes to a lot of things Yes. So yeah, maybe I, I didn't hear good things about a show, but maybe I'll, I'll find something in it that speaks to me. Either it's a great time or a great story. And sometimes it can be even both. So it even be better, yeah. right? It's just you're open and you're curious and you're welcoming uh, the opportunity to have the experience. I think it's such a wonderful way to start the year. And also with this whole theme of live, love, laugh, and play. I mean, I think that those are wonderful tenants. Certainly it's not going to be wonder all the time but yet like you said before with great stories you know make great experiences and those are what make great musicals and great plays and great theater and and just hearing about the journeys to get where they got and wow it's just so exciting so I definitely love uh you know I've I've I try to think every year, how am I going to be a visionary with a show and, and to give more to the audience. And one of the things that I love is always seeing how others make a difference in service to the world. So I'd love to hear how you, after this full year of working in this industry, you know, how you feel you're now making a difference with your life and engaging and collaborating with others. Yeah. I mean, I think about this a lot and this kind of goes back to purpose, which is, I discovered this thing and I'm doing it now and I'm putting joy out there. And my job is to make people feel good about not only their vacation, but their time together. My yeah. job is to make them find moments of, of, of happiness and wonder and adventure. And like, I get to do that every day. And yeah. that's, that's kind of magical to me. And I, you know, I have a pretty good success rate um, because I'm going to find that thing that makes you smile at the end of the day or makes you laugh. Cause if I don't, I haven't done my job. Um, well, I, I can say for you and we adore your wife as well. And certainly the gifts that you have given through, I got to go on a walking tour with Adam. My feet did in fact hurt. <laughs> I wasn't sure I was going to be able to walk the next day, but yet I saw some of the things that I was just always wanted to see and some of the, oh my gosh, the, the Oscar Wilde bar. What was it called again? Ah, it was fantastic. Yep. Oscar Wilde was great. Yeah. Was, oh my God. That was, I never saw that. We before. went to, we went to, remember we went to mood mood is a, uh, for those who don't know, if you've ever seen the show project runway, which is about fashion design, it's in the, it's in the garment district and it's a three story mega store of fabric and buttons and everything. And like, whether you like fashion or not, you go in that store and you're like, oh, this is a world. And like, yeah. so that experience is, just as good as going well maybe not the empire state building but you know what i mean it's it's yeah. it's an experience unto itself so. i love it because new york is a character unto itself and 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 the fact of the matter is that you get to introduce so many people to that character in such a positive uplifting way and that they come along and they come away you know thinking i want to go back again it's just 
incredible. And like you said, that child will always talk about that and, and then bring their family one day, hopefully too. And so what is that inspiration that you want to give to all of us that we can take away? And you know, this is my first show of the year, so no pressure or anything. <laughs> What's your inspiration? Uh, you know, I think, especially since we're starting a year, say yes a lot. Say yes a whole lot more than no, because those yeses are doors to something, right? Mm -hmm. And you'll either grow or learn in some way. And and it may take you in a direction that you have no idea, and it may take you right where you need to be. Um, but okay. say yes. I love it. That's perfect. Uh, you know, as we start this new year, start saying yes, get excited, start planning around your dreams. Oh, that's always what you get to do. No one can take that from you. You have that it's yours. And also, if New York is in your plans for this year, please contact Adam. How can we find you, my friend? Yeah. So I'm, I know a guy NYC tours. There's a website, which is I know a guy.nyc. I'm pretty active on, on Facebook at I know and Instagram. I know a guy um, NYC, uh, are the handles for both of them. And you, what you'll see up there is great because I tell stories of all the, my guests and sort of what they learn and what they experience. I try to be fun and funny. I also share some good tips around New York, whether it's a good bakery or just a, a good nugget or every once in a while, I'm like, look what I saw here. Yeah. Unbelievable. You know, cause I'm, I'm as in awe of this city every day as my guests are because it is a I breathing organism and and that's what makes you so good at what you do is because you're as in awe of the city as anyone else. You'll come to the plate always looking to see something always. that you didn't see before. And I think that's fun and that's exciting. And that is really what makes this theme so amazing is it time to shine all of us. You do shine what you do, Adam. Broadway, Broadway is always waiting for all of us. We can all yeah. live in our own drama, right? You can change right. the narrative any day. Dance if you want to, sing if you want to, live, laugh play and and certainly the most important love and and i love what you said all today the kindness will take us through with the empathy and to get into the room so any final words for everybody today well go see a broadway show or go see go see a show in your hometown if you can't make it to new york there's lots of great theater out there and the work that goes into putting on a show is a journey for everyone um go see it go see your local broadway touring company go see your love local it. theater support them it's um it's, 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 it's a pathway to good. It's too short, not to find ways to live fully, love intently and laugh more. And yes, finding ways to play. Go check out Adam at I know a guy dot nyc and he will guide you on an amazing new york adventure time to get ready to dazzle time to shine i really do believe in all of you it's time to see serve and shine and smile with all that you do thank you so much adam for this wonderful opportunity to have a conversation with you i think that the beginning of the year is off to an amazing start and i really do always appreciate you thanks again thanks, Meg. lots of fun right. thank you Bye, everybody. Hi, it's Meg. Thank you for listening to this episode of Manifesting with Meg. If you loved this conversation, be sure to subscribe and share the extraordinary and get your copy of The Magical Guide to Bliss today.